You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Hallelujah. Are you ready for the Word of God? Well, you've received a lot already, so uh, we're just going to make sure that your cup runs over. Amen. Are you ready for the Word of God? Will you please stand to your feet? If you're visiting with us for the very first time, just follow on the overhead and make this declaration with us. One, two, three. I'm a son of God revealed. I'm blessed with every blessing in Christ Jesus. I'm saved. I'm healed. I'm delivered. I'm a life-giving spirit. I accept his sacrifice on the cross and his resurrection power in my life. I'm bound to his word and can do what it says I can do. I receive the word with meekness and I'm changed from glory to glory. I have the God kind of faith. I'm the righteousness of God and will never be the same. Jesus Christ is my Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. As you take your seat, tell that person next to you, your smile looks better than the last time I saw you. Keep on smiling. I know you have a lot to be happy about. Amen. I want to encourage you, take some time and go and memorize the declaration. Go memorize the declaration and make that declaration over yourself every single day. I'm a son of God revealed. I'm blessed with every blessing in Christ Jesus. I'm saved. I'm healed. I'm delivered. I'm a life-giving spirit. Just those scriptures on their own have got so much power, impact. Confess them, declare them until you fully believe them with all your heart. Amen. Today I want to minister a message on victory within. Victory within. The Bible teaches us that God has shown us the way. You don't ever have to be in the dark with God. God through His Word has revealed to us what He requires of us. What He wants. Amen? Wants you to to walk in humility. Justly. Exercise faith through love. These are the things that God requires of us. A humble heart. A sincere heart. A heart that does not bear grudges. A heart that is quick to forgive. How quickly do you want God to forgive you when you've made a mistake like this? Are you forgiving that quickly? The fact that we know what God requires of us should make us extra careful in what we do and what we say and how we go about. Be careful. Because there are so many things happening around us. So many people have, have lost themselves. So many people today are on social media, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all those things. And the life that's being portrayed there 
It's got so many filters and masks and all those things. And when you look at it, you think, well, it looks like the whole world has got it all together. Living a victorious, happy life, just full of smiles. Am I talking to the right people here? <laughs> you look at some people's social media, you think, wow, they're just living the dream. No challenge, no difficulties. Many people are just trying to discover who they are. But the real question that you have to answer, the thing that they are battling with in the lives that they are living, where do I place Christ in my life? Where does Jesus fit into my life? I'm not talking about Sundays. Sundays we've come together to worship Him, to adore Him, to magnify Him. Mondays to Saturdays, where does Jesus fit into your life? So many things happening and going on. Jesus came and he asked his disciples a question in Matthew 16. He said, who do men say that I am? If it was today, he would have said probably to his disciples, what have you read on Facebook about me? What is Instagram saying about me? What are people saying about me? It's not that Jesus didn't know that he was the Son of God, that he was here on earth with a purpose. He knew that victory within could never come while you are listening to the opinions of other people. So he was saying to his disciples, what do people say? Some say you're a prophet, some say you're this, some say you're that. And he went on and he said to them, who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Peter came and he answered and he said, you are Jesus the Christ the Son of the living God. Jesus responded by saying to him, Simon, but Jonah, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but this has been revealed to you by my Father in heaven. Listen to me, Simon. Upon this rock, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail I'm going to give you keys to bind and I'm going to give you keys to lose. And the gates of hell will not prevail. This revelation, if you're going to have victory within, it starts with the revelation of who Jesus Christ is. Revelation that Jesus is the Son of God, that Jesus is the Messiah, that Jesus came to this earth and said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to set the captives free. Stop listening to the opinions of other people and start to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth what you believe about God. Do you want victory within? 
Stop listening to the opinions of other people. Stop listening to what other people are saying. Start listening to your own heart. Promises God has given you. Turn to the person next to you and say, I have a promise from heaven. And I still believe that promise because God is faithful. Do you still want to be a Christian? Do you still want to be part of a church? Because these are the things that the church are built upon. The revelation that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, who is anointed by God with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. The purpose of the Holy Spirit to empower us to do good. Do you know why people doubt their purpose? There's only one thing that brings separation between man and God, and it's sin. Unfortunately, in the past two years, not coming to church with lockdown and all of those things, some wrong habits have developed in people's hearts that led them away from God. And we have to get back to that place where we ask, what is it that God requires of me? Not coming to God and demanding what we require of Him, but finding out what, do God, what is God requiring of us. In Psalm 51, when David had messed up big time, he missed the mark big time. Turn to the person next to you and say, I've also missed it. You know, sometimes we want to be so perfect. But you wake up and you say, today we're going to church. And today we're going to get it right as a family. And before you're halfway here to church, you've messed up. Don't raise your hand. But that's the life that we live in. That's how much we need God. Amen. David said in Psalm 51, says there's one thing that God requires of me. One thing that you desire of me is truth in the most inward part of my being. The hidden part of me. And if you truly want to serve God, you're going to have to be honest with that hidden part. That part that nobody knows about but only you and God. Because God can see right into your heart. And David said, Lord, create in me a pure heart and a contrite spirit or a steadfast spirit. He says, do not take your presence away from me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit away from me. Remember under the old covenant, when they sinned, the Holy Spirit was taken away. Because he couldn't be where there was sin. And then David says something so beautiful. He says, Lord, restore the joy of your salvation unto me and uphold me by your generous spirit. Restore the joy 
of your salvation unto me. Are you still happy to serve Jesus? Are you still happy to serve Jesus or are you just going through the motions? I'm just going to church because I have to go to church. Because that joy is something that comes from the inside. It says, create in me a pure heart. Go look at the innermost parts and ask yourself, what are the things that have contaminated your heart over the past few years that has been robbing you from the joy of his salvation? Matthew 5 verse 8 says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. If we want to see God, the requirement is a pure heart. What a challenging, challenging scripture. Blessed are the pure in heart. But Luke 17 verse 1 says, Offense will come to everyone. He's saying there's things that's going to come your way that wants to contaminate your heart. And if you don't guard your heart and ask God to create a pure heart, you can be smiling outwardly, but your joy on the inside will be gone. No victory on the inside. How many times have you greeted those that have offended you, that have wronged you? Hello, how are you? So good to see you. Christians are very good at that. Huh? Fake it till you make it. It's so good to see you. Bless you, brother. <laughs> and we have victory on the outside. I'm not going to show him anything that he's upset me. I'm angry with him. But here on the inside, no joy, no happiness. Let me see your hand if I'm talking to the right people here this morning. Turn to the person next to you, say victory within. Tell them again, say victory within. You know, can I tell you something? If you don't want to serve God with a willing heart, there's no really value in anything that we are doing, but there's not really another choice. You serve God with His rules, and that's it. And God requires a pure heart. That's why David said when he had messed up, Lord, create within me a pure heart. I'm not going to go into the whole Psalm 51, but a few chapters, a few verses before that, he said, my sin is ever before me. That's the work of the Holy Spirit to convict us of sin and of righteousness. Amen? To show you there's the thing that's wrong. But the Holy Spirit will show us that's the thing that's your problem. That's the root. No, I'm going to ignore it. When God has shown you something, deal with it quickly. Ask Him to restore the joy of His salvation. Many times we've prayed, Lord, restore the joy of my salvation. Our salvation. Our salvation is based on the things around us, but His salvation is based on what's happened on the inside. Proverbs 18 says, A man's spirit will sustain him in sickness. It says, thank you, Lord, for your steadfast spirit. Family, there's no change without the help of the Holy Spirit. This is the greatest mistake that people make. They pray a sinner's prayer. Lord, come into my life. I surrender my life. I confess with my mouth. I believe with my heart. 
But then they go and try and live the Christian life without the help of the Holy Spirit. Always pray, Holy Spirit, help me to be a good Christian. Help me to forgive as Christ has forgiven me. This is the key. Jesus has done it for you and for me. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Isaiah 51. Can I give you some good news? Sometimes I ask myself, God, I know you've called me, but sometimes we do things where we think, Yo, you want to usher, you want to hostess, or you want to go help you, and then you feel disqualified. Has that ever happened to you? Let me tell you something. The mere fact that you feel disqualified coming to God means that you have qualified. Because you're relying on His ability, not your own ability. Did you hear what I just said? So one day standing before God and say, I felt disqualified, is not going to float. It's not going to work in heaven. It might work with the friends around you, but in heaven, it's not going to work because your qualification is not based on what you've done, but what Jesus has done. Look at this Isaiah 61, verse 10. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. Jesus joined himself to us. Do you know why he did that? So that your most wicked, most unholy, darkest whatever can become righteous and holy. You must have a good place to say amen. Let me say it again. Your most wicked, your most unholy, your most darkest whatever can be righteous and holy. That's what Jesus came to do. That's why you don't have any excuse. He has adorned you, clothed you, covered you with that. Jesus will not stop with his mercies. His mercies are new every day until it's at a place where you experience 100% of freedom. That's the victory God wants for you. Because when you have that joy of your salvation restored back unto you, that sense, that awareness of God's righteousness in your life, His salvation covering you, His righteousness covering you, it brings a sense of God's power. It brings an awareness that I'm truly forgiven. And when God looks at you, the same way that he sees Jesus, righteous and holy, he sees you in that way. When you get to that place, that's victory in Christ Jesus. Turn to the person next to you and say, victory belongs to Jesus. Tell them again, say, victory belongs to Jesus. Can I tell you something? As easy as it is to say to the person next to you, victory belongs to Jesus, the Bible teaches us in the book of Romans 10, Verse 8 to 10, 
that that's how close victory is to you. You have to start to say it and declare it. Romans 10 verse 8, it says, but what does it say? The word, the word is near to you. The word is in your heart. In your heart, you know the truth that God has forgiven you. In your heart, you know the truth. I know the thoughts I have towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. It says you know the truth. It is in your heart. It is in your mouth. Start to confess it. For when you say with your mouth and you believe with your heart that Jesus Christ died and that he's been made alive, you receive salvation. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Say, victory belongs to Jesus. Say it again. Say, victory belongs to Jesus. Family, let me tell you something. That word that you have spoken has got so much power. If you just go look at the book of John chapter 1, God says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was with God. And in the beginning, the Word was with God. And nothing was, that was made, everything that was created, was made through the Word. Everything that you see, you yourself were made by the Word of God. It says, and this Word was filled with light. And that light was in men, in us. And this light entered into this world started expelling all shades of darkness. When you go to Genesis chapter 1, go read from 1 to 3, when God started creating perfection, everything that was going to be beautiful, in verse 2, the devil interfered. Darkness, no form, void. Those are things that are not characteristics of God. But the Holy Spirit hovered over the waters. And verse 3, God said, let there be light. If you look at John chapter 1, when he said, let there be light, that light that he spoke forth was Jesus into this world. So where your world maybe feels like there's darkness, no form, it's void, it's empty, start to declare the word of God. Amen? John 1 verse 9, it says that this light entered into the world. Verse 14 says, the word became flesh. When it manifested, it was full of glory. Of the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace and truth. If you want victory, start to declare God's light into every situation. Job 22, verse 28, it says, You decide a thing, you decree it, declare it, and the light of God's favor will shine upon all your ways. In whatever is coming against you, whatever darkness is pressing against you, if the devil interfered when God the Father was busy, guess what? He's going to try and interfere in your life. But what you need to do for that victory Start to declare the word of God. You decide, you decree. Lord, I command your light into this situation. Where there's all forms and darkness coming against me, all shades of darkness, I command your light into this situation, Lord. Let your light expel all shades of darkness. 
David said in Psalm 27, the Lord is the light of my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Start to declare God's word. Jesus came into this world to give you victory. Turn to the person next to you and say, victory belongs to Jesus. Light is victory. Victory is light. In John chapter 3, I think it's verse 19, the Bible says, The light came into the world, but men love darkness rather than light. I've asked myself, in the past two years, where have I allowed darkness to come into my life that's not pleasing to God? You know, we cannot... If this is darkness, we know this is not darkness. If this is darkness, I cannot hold on to this darkness and say, Lord, please send your light. Get this light. No. You have to let go of those things that are not pleasing to God. And the Holy Spirit is here to help us when it comes to those things. When the Word of God manifested, it was full of grace and truth. The Bible says grace upon grace. God is going to give you the grace to be victorious. God is going to give you the grace so that you can get out of the situation that you find yourselves in. So you can go from glory to glory and strength to strength. Are you ready for that? Are you ready to embrace that light into your life? Turn with, turn with me in your Bibles to 2 Peter 1 verse 3. We'll read from verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Remember, God said, Jesus said to them, who do you say that I am? The knowledge of God allows the grace of God to be multiplied into your life. Verse 3. As His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us an exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. You have become a divine partaker of His nature. Do you know what that means? It means God's light as shining into your spirit, that you are linked up with light, and light expels darkness. The blessing is greater than the curse. Whatever has been coming against you, if you know that you have victory on the inside, it will start to manifest on the outside. Because everything about your speech will change. Where things are void, where there's darkness, where there's no form, you won't say, oh, well, that's my life. You'll start to say, let there be light. Lord, I command your light. And when you do it, you'll know that you'll see things will start to change because you are linked up with God. 1 Corinthians 6, 17 says, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. You're one spirit with his light, with his divine nature. And that divine nature pertains to godliness and holiness. That's why we don't have to place laws upon ourselves. Don't do this, don't do that. When you are linked up with God, if you're going to a place where you shouldn't be, 
That divine nature will tell you. That light will tell you. The light on the inside has got nothing to do with this darkness. You don't have to be there. But the thing is, sometimes they say, oh, well, I've got the light. I'm fine. I'm just going to go there. And you listen more to this flesh than what you listen to your spirit, your conscience. This is victory within. This is the joy of the Lord's salvation. His divine nature, his ability on the inside of us. We don't have to judge or condemn anybody. We can show grace upon grace as God has shown grace upon us. Turn to the person next to you. So you've become a partaker of his divine nature. Do you know what's the good news? Whatever you are facing, God gives his spirit without measure. As a matter of fact, God's measurement is not something that we can comprehend. Because he says, my cup runneth over. That's his measurement. You come with a cup and God says, I'm going to fill it so much that it starts to run over. You come and you say, Lord, help me. And the Bible says, God's going to do far more abundantly whatever you could think, whatever you could dream, whatever you could ask, whatever you could pray for. To the power, that divine nature working on the inside. Because that's God's nature to let your cup run over. But make sure that you are linked up with that divine nature. You know why most people feel defeated and useless? You're sitting here maybe and you're saying, oh, well, I hear what you're saying, but I feel this. You feel like that because you place yourself under the law. And God has never called us to live under the law, but to live under grace. When the law came, sin revived and I died. You've done something, oh, I've done it again, I've done it again. When you do it again, Say, I'm running to Jesus again. I'm running to Jesus again. My nature wants to go in this direction, but I'm going to rely on the divine nature of God. And you protect that victory within. Do you desire victory without or victory within? Don't you the person that you say victory within? You know what the Holy Spirit has done, what God has done? 2 Corinthians 3 verse 5 says, Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being of ourselves, but our sufficiency comes from God who has made us ministers of the new covenant. Not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit brings life. It says, For this ministry of death that was written on stone tablets, the law, if it had a certain degree of glory that even Moses, while he was busy speaking to Israel, had to cover his face because of that glory, he says, how much more is this glory of life in the Spirit, of relying on the divine nature of God? Stop placing yourself under laws. And rely on his divine nature. The key is not to suppress the flesh, but to walk in the spirit. From a natural point of view, it looks pretty much the same. But the one is laws that brings condemnation. We say that we are children of Father Abraham, the promise that was made, the gift of the Holy Spirit. We say that's our inheritance. But then we quote Moses. Thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. 
and you live under so much guilt and condemnation, and you can never step into that place of victory within because you find yourself under condemnation. Am I talking to the right people here this morning? Turn to the person next to you and say, Get out under the law and get under grace. Do you know how you do that? Get back to your first love. Go and check your heart and say, am I still in love with Jesus like the time I just got saved? Get back to your first love when Jesus was everything. Revelation 3, I'm not even going to go there. You cannot be lukewarm. Make a decision to love him. That same Revelation 3 verse 20 when it says God is knocking at our heart's door. We always quote it for people to surrender their lives to Jesus. But that's not written to unbelievers. It's written to believers. It's written to you and to me. That is the Holy Spirit is knocking here and saying, just open your heart again and allow me in. You'll have victory within. Victory within starts with seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Go ask the ten virgins, they'll tell you, we all fell asleep. All of us had to be woken up. All of us saw him. But only five of us could enter in because of the oil in our lamps. Do you know what that means? On the inside. Make sure that your lamp is full of the oil of the Holy Spirit. That simply means it's not just about seeing his works, but learning his ways according to Galatians 5 verse 22, the fruits of the Holy Spirit. That's how you fill this lamp with oil, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Not things outwardly. Gentleness, kindness, self-control. Go take time and read further from uh, 2 Peter 1 verse 3. Go read on further. It says, you should walk in these things, godliness, holiness, perseverance. That's what's required of us, to have victory within. Victory within starts with just allowing Jesus to have the rightful place in your heart. The Word became flesh, manifested. We could see its glory. That same Word wants to manifest in your life. Why don't you give the Word the rightful place? The Word is God. The Word is Jesus. Jesus is the Word. Those beautiful thoughts, they come from Jesus for your life. Victory within is God's desire for you. You know what's the amazing thing? The book of Psalms says that God has exalted His Word above His name. So you can pray in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. But before you, in Jesus' name, believe that Word for your life. Give the word the rightful place in your heart. Victory means success or triumph over your enemies. Do you know who's our real enemy? Sin. Not the people around us. Sin. Sin is your real enemy. And God came and triumphed, defeated, conquered, dealt with sin once and for all. Romans 8 verse 1 to 3 dealt with it but you have to accept that sacrifice victory belongs to Jesus 
I'm going to close with this scripture. Revelations 19 verse 13. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Will you start to confess what you believe? Not giving testimony when it's time to give testimony, but giving testimony of what you believe. Even when there's darkness, confess light. Because the price has been paid by the blood of Jesus. The Bible says, and his name was the word. It's the name of Jesus that gives us victory. It's this word that gives us victory. Why don't you make a decision to believe it? Start to declare it. Start to declare victory over every situation. Victory over every situation. Let me hear you say, victory over my life. Say it again, victory over my life. Victory over my health. Victory over my career. Victory over my family. Victory over my marriage. Victory over my children. Victory over every area of my life. Family, I declare right now victory over every area of your life that what you are going to receive is far more abundantly. Whatever you could think, whatever you could dream, whatever you could imagine, just because of God's nature. Just because of who God is. Amen. Complete victory in Christ Jesus. Will you make a decision to start to declare the victory of God in your life? Say, Lord, I command your light into my heart. Where there's darkness, expel all shades of darkness. I've come, Lord, to give you the rightful place. Create in me a pure heart. Steadfast spirit, O Lord. Restore the joy of your salvation in my life. So that we can have victory within. Victory within starts with giving Jesus the rightful place in your heart. Eyes on Jesus, not the situation and the circumstances around you. Can you imagine a church getting together and saying, we're all linked up to the divine nature of God? Do you know what that means? This week when you go out and somebody says, I've got a headache, you say, can I pray for you? Lay hands on them. And let that divine nature that's on the inside of you make contact with that. I'm facing a, a crisis, a challenge. Can I pray with you? Give me your hands. Divine nature, step into the situation. And start to pray victory for every person. Because God has given us the victory. Let me see your hand. Are you going to pray for somebody this week? Are you going to move some mountains this week? When somebody starts to declare darkness, you say, let's get together. Let's start to declare the light of God into this situation. God's eyes are upon you. And when he looks at you, he sees a victorious you. Sees a victorious you. Sees what Christ has done on the cross. Allow him to get the rightful place, take the rightful place in your heart, and you'll see what God will do. See Allah. Precious Father, we thank you for victory in Christ Jesus. Thank you that you are our victory, O Lord. That we can look at you, that you've made a way that we can be partakers of your divine nature, your light. In our lives, for your light is life. We declare your light 
into every situation that people are facing right now. Let this light shine upon all our ways, O Lord, expelling all shades of darkness. And we give you praise for that. Thank you for being the light of this world. Thank you, Lord, for being the word that manifested, full of grace and truth, grace upon grace. We thank you for that. We bless you for that. Create within us a pure heart and a steadfast spirit, O Lord. We know it's only through a heart that's pure that we can see you. Those with a pure heart are blessed, O Lord. Bless us with pure hearts, O Lord. We give you praise for that. We thank you for that. Grant unto us humble hearts. Grant unto us sincere hearts. Grant unto us hearts that are quick to forgive. Hearts that will not be grudges, O Lord. Make our words as pure and holy as yours, O Lord. And we thank you for that. We bless you for that. And everybody said, Amen. Hallelujah. I want you right there where you are. Just put your right hand on your heart and raise your other hand to heaven. If you want to surrender your life to Jesus, pray this prayer loud after me. Say, Precious Father, my situation is beyond human means. I need the Savior of the world to save me. Save me, Lord Jesus. Wash me with your blood. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I confess with my mouth and I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ died for me. That he's alive right now, making intercession for all my weaknesses. Oh, Holy Spirit, help me to live a holy life, well-pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. If you believe that prayer, give the Lord a hand. If you've prayed that prayer for the first time, I want to just remind you that your past is over. Don't ever talk about your past anymore. Past is defeat and failure. You've got victory in Christ Jesus now. You are linked up with His divine nature. The best advice that I can give you is find a living church. Get involved there. If you're from around here, we want to take responsibility. If you're a matter of fact, I have to take responsibility so that we can teach you in the things of the Lord, so that you can finish strong. Amen. Has your faith been lifted? Are you ready to go out this week with the divine nature of God and just go where there's darkness, let the light of God shine? That's the ministry that God has given us. Amen. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.